Well, hello, everybody. And it's Super Bowl Sunday. So hopefully you'll watch the game. That start kickoff is 5.30. But you'll watch the game, but turn the volume down because you really don't need the volume, right, when watching football, <laughs> do you? No. There's a thought. And so then you can turn listen to the KDK9 show. And so uh, today we got Amy DeLong on, and we're going to be talking about essential oils uh, for pets, dogs and cats. And then what the biggest thing what I'm seeing and all the trainers are seeing right now is do- people that got dogs during COVID or uh, they had dogs and then they were kennel trained. And because they were home, they threw the kennel out. And now everybody's trying to go back. And now there's a lot of separation anxieties and anxieties going on. It's along with the training thing, but as also the oils can help. And the, where oils can help is through many other things uh, that our pets uh, go through. So Amy DeLong will be here so you can ask her some questions uh, if need, if you want to. And then she's got a lot of info to, to teach you. And then uh, we're going to do this radio show real fast so that Brian and I can get home and watch the kickoff. No. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so we're going to be doing Super Bowl trivia today. I know a lot of you guys are rolling your eyes. Oh, really? It's just a game. But you know what, guys? Just get into the happiness of it. What the heck? It only comes around once a year. should be a holiday at this point. <laughs> there you go. I think yeah. that's been brought up. That the following day should be a day off because a lot of people don't, don't go back to it. I still don't, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, don't understand why they don't do it on a Saturday. So then you got Sunday to recoup to make it to work on Monday. I don't get what the big deal is why it has to be on a Sunday. Yeah, we were talking about this on Lori and Julia this past oh, week. Oh, yeah? Okay, so? Yeah, they were saying uh, that on Sunday, you know, it's just traditionally more makes sense. But uh, they said, you know, Saturdays would be cool. But uh, I think just keeping the tradition of what the NFL does on Sundays. But uh See, Right. Yeah, most of your games are on Sundays. Yep. But then also, too, is that, but why the main game should not be on us? It should be on us. But also, you look at it, Friday and Saturdays at bars or restaurants that are pretty, uh, they're pretty well attended, all right? Mm-hmm. And Sundays is kind of a ghost town. But having the Super Bowl on a Sunday, you're bringing all that, you know, all that business business and, 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 and stuff, you know, uh, into businesses on a, sa- a Sunday. So then now they got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, heyday. So nah, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's goofy. Or then just to do the simple ways, just make Monday a holiday. <laughs> yeah, because I know they canceled schools in Cincinnati. Yeah, yep, for, they did. Uh, I saw that. Bowl, which was cool. Yeah, no, I see. I heard that. And so it's just like, well, smart. Just like the Vikings ever win. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hopefully next year, right? Oh, good gravy. I'm wearing my Viking <laughs> shirt because I figure, well, it's the last thing of the year, you know, for a real football. And so, now, so a little trivia to start off the show. Okay. Which team played four Super Bowls but never led at any time? Never led at any never time? Never led at any time. Let me guess, the Vikings? The Vikings. <laughs> okay. Oh 1970, goodness. 74, 75, and 77. So, you know, I was going to look up who was a coach at that. I think there was Bud Grant at that time. I think Bud Grant, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, 70, 74, 75, and 77. Never led at any time during the game. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. I know it. And then Aaron Rodgers. I don't think, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to leave. Uh, uh, I've heard. Packers. I, you know, there's yeah. been rumors. I really think he's very dismayed over this past year, even though he played, you know, 
decent, but uh, but I just think there's yeah he's just a little disheveled with what's going on. Yeah, people were saying Denver he was going to go to the Broncos because really? they just hired uh, some offensive or defensive coordinator that's oh, yeah? their head coach now. In so little talks maybe. Look Denver. at that! Yeah. Wow, that's unreal. Yeah. Well, like I say, it's just it is what it is. And I tip my hat to your mom. You brought <laughs> me in some uh, chocolate chip cookies, and this is really. Uh, I'm a crunchy cookie person. Mm-hmm. I don't like soft cookies. And so your mom perfected that. <laughs> but like I said, a lot of people are going, ew, they're too hard. I love crispy cookies. I don't like soft ones. You know, they, oh. Not the ooey fries. gooey ones? No, 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 no. I want a crunch. I want a crunch. I don't want an ooey gooey one. So I tip. Hi, mom. Brian's mom. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for thinking of me. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I already roofed down too. <laughs> I may be sick here a little bit, but no, that's and I'm talking about because I'm eating too much over here. I brought some beef sticks from Grunhoffers. I brought some crackers and then some cheese. Of course, you got to have chocolate. And then you bring in those cookies, and it's just like, uh, well, you know, I won't have to go home. I won't be starving when I get home. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> a lot of times I'll get into the door, I just go straight through. First, I get a drink of water. Then I go and go, okay, what are we going to have? Sometimes will, my husband. We'll put something together, and uh, but it, 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 like I said, it's always nice. And then there's sometimes where I come home, and I'm just tired. I don't can't explain why, and I don't want to talk. I don't know if you find that when you leave the radio show after you've been doing, you know, whether you're doing my show or any of the radio shows, it feels like, you know, your brain has to be working, working, working. That when you get off it and you go in your car, you're just like. You got to de deprogram. Yeah, you've you been know? talking yes. for a couple hours and you just don't want to talk. Right. And to you're anyone. shooting from the hip. Yeah, so that takes more brain power instead of just you know sitting there reading you know over the radio airwaves. So, but yeah, so but there's, so there's times I come home, I'm hungry, and you know every once in a while we we hit it perfect. I come home, I'm hungry, and Will has made something. It's like perfect. I come home, I'm hungry, nothing. I come home, he has made something, but I'm not hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So anyway, it is the way it is. So hopefully today you've got some questions for me. And then, like I said, we're going to be talking to Amy DeLong. She's going to be calling in. So we'll be talking about essential oils. And then for your pets, for dogs and cats. But you have to really be careful with the cats. Cats is a whole different thing. Nothing like... You know, like dogs, so yeah. So if you could feel free to call in questions, you know, with her too, okay. And then today is my daughter-in-law's birthday, Mario McClintock. Happy birthday! And February is very brutal for birthdays. <laughs> I, I was just counting, and we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine birthdays in February. And I'm just like, oh, and it starts out, starts out February 3rd. (laughs) That's my (laughs) Hollis, my uh, grandson, his birthday. And then it keeps going and going down. And then, um, so by the time you get to the end of February, then I, you know, I don't know if I told you this. I am a great grandma. Oh, congrats. Yes. At 66 to be a great grandma is a pretty much of an honor. Um, see, um, um, uh, my husband was married before and had two kids. Okay, so then I don't call them my stepkids. I hate that word, stepkids. I call them my inherited kids. Mm-hmm. Okay? But anyway, and so then Dan got married, and he had a son. And so now Derek is uh, married, and he had a son. And Derek made me a grandma when I was 40, you know, when he was born. And I just think that's funny. Now this, when I turned 65... Then Derek made me a great grandma. (laughs) So I thought that was pretty cool. Hey, look at that. Yeah, I know. I saw a great grandma. So his birthday is the 25th of February. And then Derek and Dan, believe it or not, father, son. Yep. February 18th. 
They're both both on the same Derek day. Derek was born on, on Dan's birthday. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> so like, cool. Holy buckets. But uh, yeah, so like I said, February quite the whirlwind with all the birthdays. So hopefully we I'm not gonna forget anybody, but happy birthday to Mariel, Dan, Derek, Cyril. Hollis, he doesn't listen to the radio show. He lives in Alaska. <laughs> so if I forget him, it's not a big deal. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, let's run to break here. 651-641. Oh, wait a minute. Why don't you not call in right away? We're going we're gonna to talk to Amy. And then if you got questions, well, then we, you can call in accordingly. I don't want you hanging on the line for any length of time. Okay, here's a big question. Let's see if you know this because you're Mr. Fit Football Man. Okay. Yep. What was the first Super Bowl called? What was the first Super Bowl called? called we'll be back all right we're back and thank you very much for sharing your afternoon especially on super bowl sunday which should be saturday so anyway (laughs) okay what was the first super bowl it was not always called the super bowl so the very first before it was called super bowl oh you got gremlins in there playing with your lights yeah it's haunted in here (laughs) yeah we got a faulty light there you go yeah okay so what, what do you think it was called um well i don't think bowl is in the name, so um, I don't know what it would be called. I don't know. It was called the AFL and the NFL World Championship Game. Oh, American Football League yep. and the National, National Football, Football League. Yeah, World yep. Championship Game. So that's, and then they came up with calling it the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So anyway, so, and then you know who played in the very first Super Bowl? I do. It was Packers Chiefs, I believe. You got it. Yeah. Do you know what the score was? I know Packers won. Yes. But I don't know the score off it the top of It was 35 to 10. Oh, nice. Okay, there you go. Now you know what I know. Okay, let's talk to Miss Amy DeLong. Hey, Amy. Katie, how the heck are you? Oh, I'm you're more than you're more than welcome. You're more, your oils would uh, it depends on how the game goes. There's a lot of people that I bet you they wish they had some of your oils to calm them down if the, <laughs> if the game gets kind of goofy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay, so let's talk some essential oils for our pets, our dogs and our cats. Okay, first of all, um, people that have not heard you before on my show, let you. I'll let you introduce yourself as far as who you are and what you do. Go for it. Okay, well, I'm a holistic pet care practitioner. I help pet parents to find holistic solutions so that their fur baby lives the best life possible. Well, that sounds And I, I have lots of tools in my toolbox. I do, um, I'm certified like with Tellington P-Touch, um, animal communication, intuitive healing, and of course, animal aromatherapy. Wow. How long have you been doing this? Oof-da. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I, as a business? No, as, but no, as you, because I've been training dogs for 50 years, but 40 years is Katie's canine. So I've been at least 15 years in business. Okay, wow. And um, so, and then some years before that, working with dogs, doing a lot of rescue work, a lot of uh, fostering um things like that, and oh, nice. training my own dog. There you so go. I've been doing 20 years, probably. Okay. At there. least. Well, you just, I mean, is that well, how many years... It's not how many years that you've been in it. It's it's just a question of you know people like to know. Well, have you been doing this for two days or two weeks or oh, yeah, yeah. two years? No, or I can go back to my. I did a speech in high school. How to train your dog like a movie star? Oh, did you really? Yeah, I met Lassie out at Universal Studios like oh. when I was in high school. Oh, really? And it inspired me. 
I'll be day. That is funny. That is really nice. That's a, wow, look at your brush with fame. Lassie. <laughs> Well, I did my speech. I had the dog there, and the dog totally got stage fright. Didn't do a thing. Really? But I got an A on the speech because he said I did really well with unpredictable sound. Yeah, there so you go. <laughs> I had to wing it. Well, that's good. That makes a good person out of all of us. Okay, yeah. so now what is uh, the essential oils, and how do they work? Whoa. What are essential oils? Well, they are... A plant, kind of a plant-based medicine. Okay. Really. Um, highly concentrated. They are man-made, so people tend to think, well, they're plant-based, so they're natural, so they're they're you know they're safe. Okay. But I remind people that natural doesn't always mean free from harm. Right. So, like you know, lead, mercury, asbestos, they're natural. Yeah. <laughs> Point but, well taken. Well, too much of any of these natural things, you know, can do harm. So right. we need to use them very safely, especially with our pets who are super sensitive. Um, they're, so they're, you take the plant and there's a few different extraction methods, but they pull out the, some chemicals out of the plant. And these chemicals are usually the ones related to keeping the plants healthy and alive. Okay. So they have antibacterial properties. They have anti-inflammatory properties, um, you know, antifungal properties. A lot of them, um, they, so they're really great for respiratory issues. They help digestion. They, they're great for pain. Um, use it a lot with aging dogs, you know, arthritis, even dementia. No. Um, so we can use that bug repellent. You know how many plants yeah. use bug repellents? So yeah. those same chemicals, when they extract them, we can use them to help us and our pets. Nice, 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 nice. And then with anything, like you said, they're very potent. So they have to yeah. be used, you know, too much of a lot of something doesn't mean that it's going to work better than, you know, too much can be too much. <laughs> Absolutely. I always say that the difference between a toxin and a medicine is a dosage. Oh, very good. Look at you. <laughs> That's why you do this and I train dogs. No. <laughs> but anyway, um, okay, now, um, how does, a, uh, what does a session look like uh, when uh, for somebody coming over to your place? Or do we, or does, do we come over to your place or do you go to my place or what do I do? Well, I go to your place. Okay. Because animals are going to be much more relaxed and comfortable in their own environment. Uh. Um, and so if we're already dealing with anxiety, for example, or, you know, even aging and arthritis, the travel can just amp those. Oh, definitely, up. definitely. Um, so I come to your place or, I, you know, thanks COVID, do a lot with Zoom. Oh, okay. Zoom or, or video conference and, nice. and distance sessions. Okay. I can do that as well. Um, but the whole goal of a, of, a, of a session is to find out what's going to help the animal feel safe and relaxed. Right. So um, I can use, you know, a variety of techniques to do that. But when we're talking the oils, I really like to have the animals choose their own. So um, it, it's called self-selection, and they will totally give you feedback um, of, of what they like, what they don't like, what's, ah, that's okay. Um, or I shouldn't say like and don't. It's like what they want because next week they might choose something different. Well, dogs yeah. have a unique... If they're missing something in their diet, 
They have a unique way of seeking it out and finding it. Like there was a dog, it was a cattle dog, oddly enough, and it was licking a lot of rusty things, like rusty gates and such. And so I mentioned to her, I said, you know, you better go have his uh, blood work done to see if he's lacking something. And boy, he was really low on a couple minerals. And by licking the rusty gate, he was getting some of what he was missing. And so now, I th- if I remember right, you put your little case with all the uh, uh, oils in it, like on the floor, and you allow the dog to go up and, and whatever he goes and touches, you go and pick that out, correct? Um, yeah, that's one. Well, generally, some dogs will do that on their own. Mm-hmm. Generally, I'll, I'll select them. Okay. I'll set out one or two. Like, I'll set them out singly. Yep. And then what they, you know, and just watch a response. Mm-hmm. Um, for each one with a cap on too. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. have to take a cap off. No. <laughs> I don't have to whiff it under their nose. No. Nope. They will approach it and work with it at the distance that they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watch for those responses and then there's pretty much usually, you know, at least two or three, maybe four that, that they seem to resonate with. And just like you said, they, they pick these things like, you know, because they know, right? Mm-hmm. They their body wants to get healthy. Yep. And they know how to find what they want. So the, no, the nose knows. <laughs> the nose knows exactly. No, that, so uh, they, like I said, they they could either set a session up with you. But the, today, what we'd like to talk about with all the separation anxiety because of COVID and the stress, you know that, or the in April we'll probably be back. We could talk thunderstorms <laughs> because it's still be starting to roll on in. But the main thing is, is that you can, how you can help your pet. Cause people forget that when a dog is acting fearful or scared on something, you know, whether it's a, a leaf on the ground or whether it's a, another person or a dog that people have a tendency to go, Oh, there, there, it's okay. And it's, I, I tell everybody that comes to my classes, it's not okay. The dog is scared and worried. And so remember dogs don't coddle. Humans coddle. So mm-hmm. you got to become, they're looking for a, uh, you know, a, a, a leader, someone that's got their poop in a group. And so they're looking, but if you're going, it's okay. And see, and that's the same thing we were as now with oils, you could help them through some of this. You don't get mad at the dog. You say, okay, let's work on this. Let's figure this out. So now by contacting you, now what we're going to be using some oils to hopefully get them on the right track because it's not just for fear. There's also like for pain and arthritis and, and such like that. Correct. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And so, okay. So now, let's say I got a dog that when I, I'm, you know, I got him. I got him when it was, you know, had COVID. Hasn't been socialized. And it doesn't know how to use a crate because I figured I'm home all the time. Why bother with that? Okay. Now I got a dog that's starting to be getting worse and worse, being reactive. Like you know, the delivery guy comes. And, you know, the w- windows are rattling. <laughs> okay. And then, um, uh, so now, what what kind of things can we look for for that for something like that? For more reactive or you know because i would say and you know katie that anxiety looks different for every dog yes it does yep exactly you can be like that you can get reactive destructive excessive panting pacing or you can go shut down and hide yep so you have those big extremes so when we're doing reactive and that energy is like going almost to cross that level of insanity yep you know that threshold we want to keep them down right we want to keep them from crossing over that threshold so that, because then they can't think anymore. Right. Right. They just so be reactive. I look for oils that are very grounding. Okay. And calm. I mean, grounding like trees, like conifers, like oils that come from roots, like, um, well, 
And then the trees, I was going to say, they don't come from wood. They come from needles. But <laughs> any of the firs, like a balsam fir, like a Christmas tree. Okay. Um, spruces, cedar wood. Uh, cedar wood atlas specifically is what I really like. Okay, hold on um, to that thought. we got to run to a break, okay? So we're going to come back. We'll, we'll recontinue this uh, conversation as far as the, the groundings, okay? Okay. Okay, how many pounds of guacamole... Is a pro- eaten on Super Bowl Sunday. How many pounds of guacamole? We'll be back. It's All right. Hey, hey, thanks for sharing your Super Bowl Sunday with me. Hopefully, you're watching the game when it kickoff is at 5:30, and then but listening to us here. Okay, how many pounds of guacamole um, is eaten on Super Bowl Sunday or made, prepared, whatever you want to call it? Um, 12 million, 32 million, or 42 million pounds of guacamole? Guacamole. Going to go with the second option. 32 million? Yes. Nope, it's 43 million. Wow, that much? 43 million pounds of guacamole. Holy moly. 43. 43.8 <laughs> to be exact. Oh, wow. That's a lot of guac. Do you like guac? Yes. If it made, I like homemade chunky guacamole. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't like it uh, too spicy. Mm-hmm. I like it more on the calmer side, a little bit more, I guess, sour creamish, you know, type thing. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Okay. Okay, we're talking to Amy DeLong. Uh, she is, okay, what's your official title, Amy? My official title? Well, regards to aromatherapy, I'm a professional animal aromatherapist. Okay, there you go. Okay. I knew it was something long like that that I can't spell. Aromatherapy, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, aromatherapist. There you go, there you go. Okay, and so now when we went to break, we were talking about oils that ground when a dog is nervous, upset, whatever, grounding oils. And you were starting to say that we were talking like the, the, uh, what do you say, pines like balsam and spruce. So there's like, there's several different furs that are made into essential oils okay and spruces okay. um so you can work if you have some you can try those and see how your pet or your dog responds mm-hmm. um those are also ones that we want to be cautious with around cats okay um because there's a high monoterpene in their chemistry there's a lot of monoterpenes anyway so that's a chemical thing. okay 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 but um for our dogs so balsam fur is a more calming fur. Uh, black spruce is one of my favorites. And uh, cedar wood is really calming. The other nice thing that these oils do is they have a high uh, effective, they're very effective with our respiratory, with our breathing. Okay. So, you know, if you think about it, when, do- when you're emotional, you're upset, you're not breathing deeply. Right. Right. And so when we use these oils and we're trying to ground them and slow them down, it encourages deep breathing. Okay. Which, so the physiology of it helps them to slow down, you know, to breathe more relaxed. Okay. Deep breathe. Calm deep yourself breathing. down. Yep. Calm yourself so, down. Like when people get upset, breathe, just breathe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just slow down. Just breathe. Yep. This is a way that we can encourage it just by them inhaling oils. Okay. Um, so, um, let's, let's start, let's just take, uh, uh, like a kind of a, uh, uh, take a case of yours or whatever. What, what can you do for, uh, let's say, well, we already discussed this one here, but then it had, okay, back up. How would you apply? Let's say I got some balsam fur to try. Uh, how do I apply this? First I got, do I have to make a tincture or what am I doing here? First we, well, if you want to use it. 
um, but one, you can diffuse it, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So Or call you. Can I call you? The whole conversation about diffusing safety. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, let's back up again even further here. I've got so many questions in my head, and I wrote these down, and I, I'm getting ahead of myself is what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. All right? And so, okay, back up. Let's say we're just going to use you. We're not going to be making our own, all right? We're going to use you, okay? So we got a dog that's, you know, is, is you know, in separation anxiety, and this, a lot of, some of it has to do with training, you know, redo some training, but then also how could we help our dogs calm down? And then how, so now we, uh, I call you, and now you are going to help me how? So we're going to figure out what oils help your dog relax. Okay. And we're going to do that when everything's okay, everything's good. We're not going to do it when before we're going to leave, and we're not going to, or when the mailman's coming. Okay, yeah. Or when the storms are going, right? Right. We're going to do it when everything's cool and calm. Okay. Um, so we're going to offer some oils. We're going to watch for some responses, see what we're going to do. So then we have the option of sometimes, like, I create blends. Yes. Usually only three to five at the most oils in a blend um, and dilute them. So it's really, really important with our animals that they get diluted, usually at 1% or less. Right. So, like, a really sensitive animal. Um, I worked with a search and rescue dog, for example. So sensitive to smell. We were down at, like, a quarter of a percent dilution. Wow. And it was effective. Oh, wow. So so we can blend it, but we can also use them singly. And again, I can di- I, I want to dilute those. So I could simply um, put a little drop, put some carrier in, in a bottle and dilute that 1%, and then use the oil from that bottle, put it on my hands, rub them together, allow my, my dog to sniff that, Mm-hmm. smell that take it in they can lick it if they want it's diluted it'll be safe okay um and then pet them with it okay so i do not put them on collars because i always want an animal to have a choice so that they can walk away from a scent if they don't want to be around it okay it makes so whether sense. that's you know a diffuser in your bedroom or i'm just working with my dog that's why I'm not going to put them on a collar or a bandana or anything like that. Okay. So um, I've also put them um, on my pants, like rubbed my hands together and rubbed them on my pants leg for mm-hmm. training purposes. Yep. You know, because that's where the dog's nose is down there. Um, I've, you could put a, some drops on a cotton ball to diffuse it into an area of room. You want to put it, the cotton ball or a tissue uh, or a scent strip, like if you were at a cosmetic counter, you could use scent strips. All right. Um, all of those, I want to put them in a safe place, right? So <laughs> no animal decides to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I can diffuse it in an area of the house or something if they're going to be hanging out with that. In fact, if we're doing separation anxiety and I and you have to leave, um, getting a diffuser can be really helpful. Um, but not just, there's certain features that I look for to make it safe. So it's not running constantly all day long. Okay. And what feet you mean for, uh, you look for certain, certain features at a, a diffuser? Yeah. So, like what? I, and um, unfortunately most of them don't have this, this feature, but they all, a lot of them have an intermediate, an intermittent yep. feature, like it'll go on, then it'll shut off, but they're only like. What I like is 10, like 
on for, say, 10 to 20 minutes, maybe 30. Right. And then off for, like, 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Most of them out there might be on for 10 seconds and off for 30 seconds. Oh, wow. Okay. That's just not enough time for the air to settle or the oils to evaporate. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So there's only, I mean, if anybody listening is interested, they can, it's easiest to contact me because there's only one that I, I think they got you like really bought up over COVID. Okay. Yeah, really. Because <laughs> there's only one right now that's available on Amazon um, <sighs> that I recommend that has a feature close to that. Okay. How can they get a hold of you, Amy? Oh, reach out to me through my website at amywilliamsdelong. Com. Okay, and there's also, if you go to mytalk1071.com, go to my Katie Canine uh, show page, I we have a link uh, there, so you could just click click on that, so you don't, if you're driving or whatever, and you don't have or have anything to write it down, so you can just go to my talk and go to my show page. Okay, so that's, that's good. And so, um, okay, so now, so then by diffusing, by the oils, you can put, put them on or let them smell, you know, the hair. Now, what other things can um, uh, dogs use? Uh, uh, let's do dogs, and then we also have to dab it, dabble into cats, okay? Okay. <laughs> but, okay, so, so what other things can oils help with in a dog? Um, pain. Okay. Muscle stiffness, aches. I do... A, a lot with older aging dogs, mm-hmm. so mobility. Right. Um, my, I have a 13-year-old dog who's 80 pounds, and his rear is getting really stiff, really weak. Um, and I've diffused just in the area where he sleeps, um, like black spruce, copaiba, uh, sweet marjoram. Some of those, they help get the energy moving through the body. So like those areas that get stiff and stuck and tight, it kind of helps loosen that up, move it through so that they can move more easily. Okay. Walk more easily. Nice. Um, And like Copeva is really good to reduce pain. So we get that kind of pain relief and And mobility support at the same time. Now, is this through a diffuser or is this like uh, what you mix in a bottle that you can give uh, somebody? You could do either. Okay. I've done both. Jake has a blend that I made for him mm-hmm. um, that I apply topically to the inside of his thigh because there's less fur there. Oh, okay. So one of the things, I don't apply oils topically. I don't drip them along the back. Um, and because unless there's so much fur, right? I mean, the absorption rate is less than 50% going okay. through the skin, right. plus you have all that fur. Yes. But when I use inhalation, I'm getting, like, a, a, an effectiveness of, like, 90% in a less than a second. Oh, wow. Okay. So inhalation is by far the most effective and safest way to use essential oils with animals. Okay. You know, but there are times when we have, like, some injuries or things or skin Right, that's another area of like skin wounds, itchy skin. Yeah, um, aromatherapy works really great with that because I can also use hydrosols, which um, without getting into all hydrosols is kind of the water portion, the steam portion of the steam distillation. So they still have therapeutic properties, but they don't have all the chemicals or the chemistry of the oils. So they're really, really safe. Like I can use them with cats 
and kittens and puppies and guinea pigs or even just really sensitive dogs who don't want to, where the oils are too much. Right. Hey, every dog so, is different. I'm jumping around on you for a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. We got to we got to stop there for a sec because we got to run, pay the bills here. So hold on to that thought, and we'll be back with Amy DeLong. Okay, here. How much do halftime performers earn at the Super Bowl? Okay, five million, two point five million, or nothing. We'll be back. All right. Thank you for sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. All right, how much do halftime performers get uh, at the Super Bowl? Is it $5 million, $2.5 million, or nothing? Is it nothing? I'm, I'm gonna, asking you. I'm going to say... A, B, or C. I'm going to say not nothing. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. Hey. They get nothing, but when you think about the advertising they get for PD Sakes for being on the Super Bowl, why would you, you get... You couldn't pay for that kind of advertising. Oh, geez, no. You know? No so way. The thing is, so, so, yeah, nothing. I think that's kind of funny that they absolutely get nothing, but oh well. It is what it is. Okay. We have Amy DeLong, AmyWilliamsDeLong.com on the line. And we're talking oils, essential oils for uh, for our pets, for dogs and cats. Okay. So we so oils will come in handy with the dogs that are having, you know, stress factors is for calming and, and such like that, correct? And then yeah. you, you said skin skin problems also. Let's see, you got a dog that's over itching. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, what other things can be uh, oils? How what what can oils help out with? Uh, digestive issues. As far like, as like, um, well, diarrhea, uh, constipation, vomiting, okay. um, nausea. Okay. Just any of those. Um, and I just lost my thought. Oh, the appetite stimulant. An appetite so, stimulant? Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, when they're older and they don't feel like eating or they've been sick, you can help with the nausea and, and get their appetite stimulating again. And, and they can... Go ahead. Sorry. They can um, help with respiratory. Uh, very good for respiratory, like kennel cough, bronchitis, um, anything that has to do with, you know, breathing mm-hmm. issues. We can... Um, I said aging dogs, pain, arthritis, the anxiety. Um, what am I forgetting? The bug repellent. Yeah. Uh, confidence. I've, ha- I've worked with uh, some breeders doing confirmation in okay. the ring to help them have confidence. Oh, nice. Um, you know, I... Now that you you just brought up something there, the confidence. You know, a lot of the uh, some of the dogs I'm seeing now is they're they're breeder dogs. They were you know brought to the auctions and then the rescue groups have gotten them and brought them up here. Okay, yep. and so the dogs that are truly though these dogs basically know other dogs and very little bit about humans. And so would yep. something like that help them through some of the situations at the beginning to to get? I know working uh, obedience wise, not obedience, but knowing how to build confidence in a dog. That's also what is needed. But there are oils that could help them over that. Yes, I do actually. I've worked with a lot of puppy mill dogs, okay. like breeder moms that have yep. come out. Yep, exactly. Um, and helping them, the key first is, again, to help them relax. Right. Right, so we need to find the oils that are going to help them relax, um, which isn't always, you know, it's not always the same as calming or grounding because every dog's different. Right, yeah. But oh. helping them to find something 
that helps them relax in their home or in their crate, wherever they're comfortable, mm-hmm. um, helps them, you know, to just feel like, okay, and now I can breathe, mm-hmm. right? Because when yep. we're so scared and shut down, a lot of times they're not really breathing deeply. Right. Um, and it helps. So when they start feeling comfortable, the more safe they feel, then they're going to come out into the world more and more. That's very true. Very true on that. That's good. Okay, now we basically kind of, now what about cats? Because cats, I know their whole system genetically, obviously they're a cat, not a dog. <laughs> but yeah. uh, and you're finding out more things that you could help a cat owners with, such as? such Well, the same issues. Basically, really. yeah. Um, arthritis, pain, anxiety, um, respiratory, digestive. Uh, but some of the oils are like, I really don't want to use those with, cats, like I said, like the furs, um, and a lot of the citrus oils, too, mm-hmm. um, have the constituents in them that may be more difficult for the cats to break down with their okay. metabolism as it is. Okay. So what I have, what I really had fun doing is creating herb gardens for them mm-hmm. using dried herbs. You can set the herbs on just on the ground, um, you know, I usually, you know, say put a towel down or something, but to sprinkle herbs down or um, I've had people put them into like a little tea bag, like a reusable um, tea bag. Yep. And they can, they still inhale that. So they have, you can still smell the same thing that's in the essential oil, but it's in a dried herb. It's much gentler, much safer. So basically if something's in a tea, yep. you could offer it for a cat. Mm, okay. Okay, but I, you know that, and I still work with singles, so I'm not going to, you know, take your sleepy time tea yeah. bag that has six different herbs in it and offer it to my cat. I'm right, do that. Right, um, but you can make a tea also and dilute that water and put it in a bowl and offer it to them, and if they drink it, it's safe. Oh wow! Well, what if it has caffeine in it? Well, that I wouldn't do. I'd use herbal tea. Herbal right? teas, okay. So watch, I mean, they, there's some thoughts about using green tea, I think, with animals, but not for the purposes that I do. Okay. Okay. Um, now, uh, once again, I want to let people know how they can get a hold of you. Uh, through my website at amywilliamsdelong.com. Okay. Uh, and there is no one size to fit everything. We've got to really impress that. What worked for one dog or one cat may not work for another dog and another cat. Correct. Absolutely. One of my soapbox rants I could get on is how, you know, so much out there in the Internet, you know, people are telling other people what to use. And it's really based on their experience with their animal. Mm -hmm. And every animal is going to be different, just like people. Right. And even what we like this week, what we choose to work with this week or next week, next week or the next month may be different. Right. Now, on your website, you have something, a, a, a safety guide or a quick start guide? I have a pet-friendly guide to diffusing essential oils. Okay. So it's pretty much a complete guide to the things to take into consideration, what different types of diffusing diffusers there are. There's different types of diffusing um, ultrasonic diffusers are very popular right now, but they're not always the best choice. Okay. Like, for example, I can create an, uh, an, arom- an aromatherapy inhaler and take that with me to the vet. 
right. so that I can allow my animal to inhale and calm down while they're at the vet. And not everybody else has to smell it. Oh, that's a smart. Uh, no, okay, so that's an inhaler. So you're going to puff it in his to his nose or to his mouth? Nope, it's not like an asthma inhaler. Okay. It's more like, it looks like a little lipstick bottle and you would pull the cap off and um, there, if you Google it or go to Amazon and look at aromatherapy inhaler, you can see what it looks like. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's a little cotton wick and you put it in a, in inside, close it up, and when you pull the cap off, they can smell it. Ah, okay. God, there's so much to know. I know it. That's what I mean. I was going so many directions there at first trying to figure, okay, let's land somewhere. <laughs> I know, I know. But I uh, know, uh, if anybody has a question for Amy, why don't you, we're going to be going to the top of the break here. So during the break, well, you can give a call in and you can ask Amy a, a question at 651 651- uh, 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. And so call in and see if you want a question for Amy. And then once Amy is uh, done talking to us or we're done talking to her or we've diffused the situation, no, <laughs> that uh, then I'll be taking other calls as well if time permits. So anyway, yeah, so give a holler 651 641 1071 if you got a question for Amy about uh, oils for dogs or cats. All right, and then we're going to be running here. The uh, music should start here playing pretty soon. This is one of these, uh, not forced breaks, I should say, but the top of the hour break is a little bit longer than the rest of them, okay? Okay, which over-the-counter medical product sees a 20% spike in the day after the Super Bowl? 20% spike. What over-the-counter, not under, but over-the-counter medical product? We'll be back.